This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Want to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Sanders and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That's The Wine Situation. Wine, wine with, with an, an H. H. Cheers! I'm the super heavyweight, Joey. I love wrestling. No. I'm th- <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm the middle heavyweight, Nick, and I love wrestling. I'm Steven, and I'm the heel, <laughs> and I fucking hate wrestling in this intro. <laughs> you should love wrestling as a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. Welcome to the Cool Wrestlers Entrances bonus episode of You Should Love Wrestling. <laughs> Outside of the spandex and the headlocks, one of the main things professional wrestling is known for is all the different ways wrestlers decide to make their way to the ring. From the music, to the costumes, to the pyro, a good entrance tells you everything you need to know about a wrestler. We chose a few clips from some of our favorite wrestler entrances, and we're going to ask Steven what he thinks after each clip. Yeah, yeah I think uh, Joey really picked some doozies here. Yeah, I um, uh, I couldn't tell if you were trying to make a point that this was good or bad, uh, like I wrestling entrances were good or bad or uh, while watching these clips. Uh, and I'm still not sure. Mm-hmm. But knowing you guys, you love and believe in every single one of these. We'll get to that, but mm-hmm. I think you know the answer. I think I do. I think I do. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah. Okay, well, okay. I think that in professional wrestling, something that is very, like the, the entrances are very, very important to me as a fan. Like it is something that can be the difference between me liking a wrestler and not liking a wrestler. Absolutely. And um, I think that like it is just part of the spectacle of it that like that is one of those things that like boxing and ultimate fighting and a lot of these other things have sort of taken from wrestling. Yeah. 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 Like uh, like the first uh, situation of somebody coming out with uh, entrance music was I forget the wrestler's name, but it was like the early 80s. He came out to Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. They usually just come out to silence. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody sits quietly. I mean, it Mm -hmm. used to just be like used to just be like a boxing match, like where, you know, they just kind of come out. And um, then. Uh, Hulk Hogan started coming out to I believe it was Eye of the Tiger like in sure. probably like 1983 or something like that. Right. I, think that I didn't he, fact check any of this. So. Like, uh, <laughs> There's no he, way to know. No. I'm entirely basing this off of like oh I think I remember reading this in Hulk Hogan's autobiography <laughs> when I was 17. Listen if anybody's probably right about obscure wrestling facts it's you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I mean obviously once once this did kind of become uh, a big thing especially with the original Wrestlemania with the rock and wrestling connection. Mm-hmm. All of that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that's when it really started to become much more of a showier show. Yeah. Uh, and, and music became very important. And, and Joey, you're very right. It does. It can really make or break a wrestler, uh, especially if it's somebody like maybe they've built up for a few weeks and it's somebody new and debuting. Yeah. Or if it's just somebody out of nowhere, whatever the case is, it's like if somebody's got a weak entrance, that already sets a big because pe- we're so accustomed now to like big they don't even have to be like super grand entrances or super long. They just need to be something good, quick and impactful or in the undertaker's case, 25 minutes long. Right. But, but if their entrance is weak, 
they might not have a very good it's showing in their match. Well, it's in, it's just interesting to it sets me. Sets the tone. Yeah, it's interesting to me though that like this is an important thing to you guys because it does in a way highlight how not a sporting event it is because it doesn't It's an entertainment like, event. Uh it is. It's an entertainment event. I don't know that it's entertaining. It's just co-opting a song for entertainment, but that's fine. But like, you know, like a baseball players go up to the mound to songs. Nobody get cares. That's oh, I gotta care. It, I mean, it's like I care when I'm at a baseball game and a guy comes out to a song and I'm like, good song choice. Yeah, when the guy like, comes out to Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's like mildly interesting, but it's not like the thing that like sells you on it. Like, I don't care what his interest music did for his mm-hmm. at bat. Like, I just want to make sure that my team gets on base. You but know? what if it pumped him up? Maybe but, it did. That's but I great. think it's just like, I mean, uh, we've, 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 we've had this conversation a lot. A lot about like wrestling mm-hmm. as sketch comedy or whatever okay. and it's like the, <laughs> like a, a guy's entrance sets up what their character is and like it sets up sort of like it's the it's the hook for the audience good and like yeah yeah you're right it is more of an entertainment thing than a sporting event thing but like it says something about how entertaining it is and how effective it sets up oh you should like this guy you should hate this guy yeah. by the fact that like other sporting events have adopted it as a thing like you know like actual sporting events uh ufc like boxing, you know, yeah. like you mentioned baseball, right? Right. Uh, like, you know, uh, basketball, they've all adopted just these big wrestling style entrances, you know, you know, who's gotten over very quickly over the last couple of weeks. And I know that if I recall, you may be a little behind Joey and NXT, but uh, just from a few weeks of airing, oh, no way, Jose. Yeah. Just oh, from yeah. a few weeks of airing vignettes of nothing but his theme song and text on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then the guy debuts and he comes out and he got a, he got he's like he's gotten over very 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 yeah. quickly got a great reaction people knew the song right away he comes out and dances which of course will work in NXT he'll be future endeavored if he ever moves out of the main roster in two I don't know, years man. You, I mean like look at uh, Fondango he's killing it well no look at uh, what, what are the names look at the Vaude villains like they're really killing it very true but. I digress. Entrances. You're right. You're right. But uh, um, I, like, I like the term "future endeavored." That, I, that, that's, I instantly understand what it means. That's a term. That's the technical business term that WWE uses when they release a wrestler, when they fire somebody. Yeah, they say uh, we wish them well on their future endeavors. Their future endeavors. It's to the point that mm. the wrestlers joke but about. They don't it. say we're future like future. They were future endeavors. No, no, no. They say right. they they call it business wise. They right. call it released. Right. But in their in yeah. their uh, you know PR shit, they always say we wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors. Right. So sort of the slang. Fans, term for yeah. it has become a he'll be, he'll be future endeavored in a I year. I love that. I'm like, it's kind of fun, that. isn't it? That's a that's a like I really like slang that's uh, concise, but uh, the the like it's hidden meaning, the hitting hidden meaning isn't like super hard to figure out. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so, so let's start okay, talking. So you, okay, so you love the term mm-hmm. future endeavored. Mm-hmm. Stephen loves when people get fired. I do. That's why I'm a big fan of yeah. Donald Trump. Vince McMahon. 2016. Oh, yeah. And Vince McMahon. Are the same person? We're a very pro-Trump podcast. Pro-Trump. I can't wait until Vince McMahon becomes his running mate. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. I mean, I might... Uh, Would you vote for him if he... Did I mean, one? maybe. Fuck you. Hey, guys, let's Fuck look on the bright the side. After President Trump takes over this November, oh, the entire God. country's going to be future endeavored. Hey, man. So I think God. we're doing hey, well. Or doing you're, you're really underestimating Emperor Trump. <laughs> You're right. We're out of control. Oh, I can't wait to see his entrance. Uh, You know what? I'm going to come out to the uh, I'm going to come out to the Celebrity Apprentice theme song. You're going to love. We have the best intros. Well, I mean, I just know that like, and will we will get to the entrances in a second. That if Donald Trump is elected president, he will be. There's going to be a point in his speech where he's going to say like forever. Where if in his in his like opening speech, Barack Obama. 
you're fired. <laughs> oh, he's going to say it. There's no question he's going to say it. Uh, all right. Let's, gonna... let's hope that that never happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, talk about this okay, bullshit. Entrances. Okay. So uh, entrances, they're very important. So um, Start we started Stephen off with um, uh, an entrance from the, uh, the Indies uh, and kind of the European federations that's uh, very popular uh, from... ICW wrestling insane um, championship wrestling specifically mm. from their fear and loathing eight event. This is great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he has a worldwide phenomenon from the top end of Stevenson. Sing it loud. Sing it proud on the biggest night of Graham Stevely's life. Sing it loud! Here is Karina! Listen to this! 4,000 people! This man has been so instrumental in ICW! Going to the new next level. On yourself, son. I like that we let Joey introduce the song who might have the least energy of the three of us. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Great. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great so. apostrophe. Oh, that was. So, uh, yeah, great. Oh, he's. Um, what did you think his character was? I already think this is going to be zero out of five. Okay, you're probably ahead of me on this. Yep. So my first thought was I'm sad that pro wrestling has infected Europe because I thought that that might just be an American thing and that no other country would have to deal with it. Oh, no. You've ja- hey, you've already seen Japanese wrestling matches. Yeah. yeah. Japan. Oh, yeah. So I did know that it was there. Japan, I Mexico I, and United Kingdom are huge. I guess for, I just like to think of, um, you know. Uh, this is Eden. Uh, what did they say? This is Edinburgh. Is that what they said? Yeah, this is Ed, uh, yeah, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah, uh, yep. Scotland. So I just assumed, Glasgow. Actually, this happens in this. Okay, is Glasgow. that's Glasgow. That's right. That's right. So I just assumed that, like, I'm thinking, you know, it's intellectuals and it's uh, hoity-toity stuff, and they don't care about wrestling. And I, I'm sad to see that I'm wrong. Oh, uh, huge over there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of UK guys are in the WWE now. Damn yeah. it. Damn yeah, it all. Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, so yeah. What did you think of Grado? Uh, Although I will say, uh, me, so Grado, whatever. It wasn't. Uh, he seems like a person. He seems he, like a wrestler. He comes out to "Like a Prayer" by Madonna. Right. I have been humming that it. song all day after watching that. Yeah. Clip. It's a great song. Oh, it's it surprises the best. me very little that Europeans are coming out to a Madonna song. Okay, I could. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. No. Do you know what I mean? No. For I could elaborate on that. Uh, it's like it feels like that. Like Americans would come out to like, look at me, uh, I'm a badass songs, and then like, Amer- and then like Europeans are like, this is just like a fun '80s pop hit. Like that doesn't surprise me. I don't know, man. I mean, like shit, like the Spice Girls is UK. That's well, that, a British. But, thing. but that is something that Grado is specifically, um, I guess, known for is his entrance. Like he is, he is a good wrestler, and as a character, he's actually. He originally started as sort of a comedy wrestler, but he's become sort of, uh, I guess, like a Dusty Rhodes type figure over there. Yes. Just like you, you, uh, you saw the Hard Times promo a little bit ago of just like kind of a working man, like very blue collar guy. Son of a plumber. And people have really uh, like grabbed onto him because he just seems like a dude that is tough and like not like traditionally jacked, muscly tough, but uh-huh. like, you right. know, he wants to be the best fighter, you know? Okay. Yeah. Over here, we call it son of a plumber over there. They call it, they call it son of a dillywhacker. <laughs> 
explain to me what a dilly whacker is. It's a plumber. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. just a UK plumber. A dilly, a dilly is a a, cl- a stuffed shit. Oh, stuffed you have shit. to whack uh, my dilly. Whack the but anyway, dilly. so uh, he, yeah, he. So, and, go ahead, so Stephen. What did you, What did you think about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like I, I you know. Uh, that's great. They just did put on a little Madonna concert. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they they played almost the whole song, not quite, but yeah. almost. Uh, and the audience loved it. And it's a good song. Uh, yeah. You know, the audience's enjoyment of wrestling. Like but that you'd just thing. rather go to a Madonna. Yeah, concert. I'd rather yeah. go. I'd rather. I'd rather just sit at home and play the Madonna song. Like, you were saying for free. You were yeah. saying the audience's enjoyment of wrestling. You, you the, point I, you well, it's just like the audience enjoyment of wrestling. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know. I guess uh, how am I saying this? It doesn't seem to be wrestling doesn't seem to be the major thing that's making them enjoy that moment. It's right. the music. I mean, and we, so the music is like a set to me. It seems like a totally separate thing. What is in a later clip? I, I will say that I think it fits more like I get how that pumps pumps up the audience or whatever but this is like oh it seems like a totally different tone but okay, maybe I'm but, wrong but if you played that song just in a room with 2000 people in it would they be singing along with as much passion as they are there probably I don't and, think they would. And what room has 2,000 people in it where people aren't excited to be together? Well, but here, the point is, though, let's like, here's the uh, thing, though. You're also there. Like an airport. If that, played in, if that played in an airport, would mm. people be singing it? I'd only fly out of there. Oh, how loud? Um, <laughs> if I'm, they played at the same volume, I I'm bet. Deaf. Yeah, they would. I bet people would do it. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so you're saying that the audience does not at all care about Grado. They that's just care about only the song. Care. <laughs> uh, no, you know, you know, that's an insane but statement. But that as his theme song is an extension of him and his character and who he is. What so is the, his character? So I, yeah, enlighten it's me. pretty much a regular everyman. Oh, yeah, okay. He actually, as Joey said, he was kind of, uh, he's kind of become a Dusty Rhodes over there, a, a, a dilly whacker, whatever the fuck I said. And mm-hmm. um, and he uh, originally started out as a uh, an internet sensation and was in a Vice documentary called, I think it was just called The British Wrestler. Yeah. And he sort of got over at just known through that way. And then he got picked. He, he signed a contract, whatever, started wrestling with ICW. Yeah. Really got over just being sort of a comedy wrestler, hmm. a, a pretty regular everyman, mostly out of shape. Somebody to connect with. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, for the average man. Um, I can't really. Why? I, I guess it's my point is, is like, because yeah. if you're there to cheer on one guy versus one guy and one, uh, you're there to cheer on guy A versus guy B. Guy right. A comes out to misery and you hate it and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. And then guy like, B comes out to Madonna yeah. and does this thing. Are you more inclined to get behind him or the other guy? I mean, or do you just not care? I mean, I, I guess I guess it doesn't. I don't think it matters what the song is in that sense. People are just aligned behind like the rallying cry of it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, you made it. You made a mention of like that. This has been adopted into other sports or whatever. I think that's wrong. I think wrestling pulled that from other sports like no. soccer. Uh, soccer, they have like it's songs. a very anthemic thing. I they get it. Sing and every time they come out, they have songs that have been around for a long time, and that's like their thing. And so, yeah, like you're like that is their entrance music. Like there is a unifying thing to it. I totally agree, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's is the song the thing that sells me on the character? I don't know. Or am I sold on the character and I just like that character, whatever song they play? Uh, I think there's been a give and take back and forth between soccer or football Mm -hmm. uh, and wrestling over the years. However, I'll give you (laughs) that. The (laughs) The flops. Yeah, the flops. However, I I will give you that. I think you're probably right that 
they stole much of their anthemic. Yeah. What had become what had later became theme songs from soccer. Yeah. Uh, you're probably, I'm sure you're probably right on that. one. God, yes. It feels good to hear that sometimes. Well, but but All I right. Think that you, you hit on something. <laughs> um, but you hit on something that um, I think is very interesting in that this is the rallying cry for that wrestler. Yeah. And like there are wrestlers that have great entrances that I don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just don't buy the rallying cry. Do you have yeah. one offhand just out of curiosity? Uh, I mean, like I think. Roman Reigns coming from the audience is like a great entrance, mm-hmm. but I don't like him as a wrestler. Yeah. Um, it and, worked when people liked him. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like the, of shi- the people. Yeah. The shield had the exact same entrance, mm-hmm. literally including the music. Yeah. Cause they were so unofficial of like, yeah. we've just come to the audience and like, it was great. And I love them and Roman yeah. Reigns does it and it just feels inauthentic. Yeah. So like, I guess, do you buy this as his rallying cry? And does that make you at all get behind him? I mean, what are I'll your say, I'll say, I'll say this. Honestly, I wasn't thinking working man, every man on this. I was like, I, if, if you're telling me that's who this person is, I would imagine, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen or so. What were you thinking then? Uh, I, I, I honestly got like, uh, I got goofy. I got ironic, like, funny man. Ironic. Yeah, I, I totally and got it. It kind of is. I guess I because could, I guess I could see that. It's Madonna. And I think there's like a large lot. Like there's a huge rumor that that's about blowjobs, right? Uh, like a prayer, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think that's like the thing about the song. And I, I wanted to look it up. I was like, is that because that confirmed <laughs> but, anywhere? But I guess like, couldn't you say that nowadays, like ironic, funny man is the every man. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. I get what you mean. Uh, but I mean, that's, are we going to talk about, uh, the, the declining American man, or are we going to, well, talk that is about a larger conversation because <laughs> the, the every man isn't so much of an ironic, funny man. It's just kind of a big, stupid idiot. Yeah. Well, it's that's like to me, like if I saw like, listen in America, you heard me like, oh. if, like if a wrestler comes out to born in the USA by Bruce yeah. Springsteen and like they stop at the ramp and like we use a rag to wipe sweat off their <laughs> greasy brow yeah. and then they come to the ring wearing coveralls. That to me isn't an every man that I know. A guy coming down to like a prayer, singing and dancing while he's doing it and like having a good time. Uh, yeah. That to me is more a guy that I experience in my day to day life. Okay. I suppose you're right that the archetypal every man has become such a joke in and of itself. Yeah. So uh, I can. Okay. See but that. like also like what I mean, I guess that's longer than that. I was going to say two decades ago. That wouldn't be that weird to see born in the USA. Right. Like that would yeah. be yeah, like the 80s. That The 80s. Like, I mean, look at Hulk Hogan. That's three. Yeah, I guess. It wasn't yeah, th- I know. God Christ. <laughs> I'm so old. I'm scared. I'm scared oh, of my own mortality. I'm dying yeah. every second. Steven, the 70 year old man, Pearlstein. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've talked a lot about this one, but okay. it's mainly because it's the first one we're talking okay, about. Great. about yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll get back to those themes. Sure. So. So, uh, well, okay, awesome. really, really quick. Uh, mm-hmm. One out of out of five Grados. Okay, Grados, and uh, it's this is just on the theme, right? So if I give yeah. this a high rating, are we are we grading it just on the song or the, the entrance, entrance the itself? Entrance. The, the entire the entrance. I just want to know. Thing, I just want to okay. know of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it, do I have to start? Yeah, great. This is just you. Oh, just me? Yeah, yeah. Because all um, these are all these are five star entrances. Well, this is a five for me. I think this really? is so fucking fun. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. So I think then this is probably a four because uh, I like the song oh, yeah. a lot and uh, everybody j- liking everybody getting involved and singing along. I like that. That's cute. Okay, yeah, great. It reminds um, me of a lot of uh, Rich Swan's um, "All Night Long." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, so uh, okay, great. Uh, up next uh, from WCW uh, from an episode of Monday Night Nitro, Ooh, we've yeah. got the NWO. <laughs> Live as the limousine is pulled up here to the United Center. 
the home of a world champion. Chicago Bulls tonight is the home of professional wrestling's number one program, Nitro Live. And oh my goodness, that is an NWO limousine. Tony Schiavone, Larry Zavisco, Mike Panay. There they are, the Red Pack. The city of champions. So weak. Hey, it's the knee Rodman. No, I say we call mom and tell her where he pumps up and bats the beach. We say we call her back. So it's going right here. The tuna. Sweet. And the pack. Okay, Stephen, um, that was an NWO entrance that... I've described. I've heard described online as being like Scorsese. Oh my God! <laughs> well, because they're walking down a hallway and they're cool. How insulting to like a master filmmaker! Mm-hmm. This like terrible entrance. Uh-huh. Oh my God! I'm but, like, very frustrated there, by but, okay, so what? Do you, what do you, were you aware of the NWO before this? Uh, the the wrestling thing, yeah. Like, did New I World know Order. that they existed? Yeah, yeah. The, the, before this podcast, yeah. Before yeah. this, well, this yeah, entrance. we've talked about them, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. So okay, so this aware. entrance establishes that they're real cool guys who are bigger than everybody. <laughs> hey, friends yeah. with Dennis Rodman. Yep. Also, yeah. Hulk Hogan smokes a cigar sometimes. They all right. smoke cigars. They're, in this. It's all very um, cool. I mean, I want to confirm. Uh, this is this is Chicago Bulls Rodman, not Detroit Pistons Rodman. Yeah, this is uh, Bulls Rodman. Rodman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is yeah. Not, this is actually okay. from June sixteenth, nineteen ninety seven. They're in Chicago, wow. Illinois. So this is peak of his popularity, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, right. and, he, and at this time he was a member of the NWO. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's good. Good for him. An honorary little member. Yeah. So I guess, what did you feel about this entrance? I mean, okay, great. Like, uh, I immediately recognized Voodoo Child, uh, the song that was playing. I yeah, love yeah. Voodoo Child. That's a great song. Uh, Stevie Ray, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan version. Oh, is that really? I believe and, um, it was, isn't it? And, uh, that sounds like the hit. Oh, okay. I don't remember. For, for those of you uh, listening who aren't familiar with this, this is the one time that the NWO, the entrance starts with them coming out of their limo backstage. Right. And it's like a five minute long entrance it's where it's like, it's a, it's an unbroken one shot camera of them walking from their limo all the way through the backstage area, partying, high-fiving people th- uh, through the entrance curtain. The audience is freaking out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're smoking cigars while they're walking to the ring and then they get into the ring and then it switches to another camera. But yeah. it's just like an, it's really cool because it's just an unbroken shot and like a, it's it really Rare is just for, yeah like, like that's, that type of entrance. Yeah. Thing. It's like there was an yeah. artistry to it that was neat and it really painted them as being the the cool, you know, the the coolest guys in the company. Yeah, I just want to say, and, like, and also they're celebrating their night from the Great American Bash the night before. I, I just want to say that's insane to call that artistry. I, I really do mean that uh, because there's not like. I like movies. I've seen a lot of good movies and you know, you're talking about an unbroken shot and I think there is a lot of craft and skill that can go into that. Mm-hmm. And there are really great, uh, long unbroken shots of in films of uh, the long take, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, this isn't one, this is just guys walking. There's literally nothing to it. There's not even di- at some point. There's not even dialogue. There's like high fives. Uh, if you watch a long, a long take, like, uh, in the movie, the player, like there's a lot that happens in it and there's like real artistry to it. That's mm-hmm. like impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty or, impressive. It's not as impressive as Dennis Rodman smoking a cigar. This, is, or nothing this, this is. isn't any like this. Literally, isn't anything. This is this is something 
you could do uh-huh. yourself. If you wanted to, you could go do this. Mm-hmm. Like you like, could film it and you don't know how to use a camera, Joey. Like, you know, oh, yeah, we, like, we are, yeah, not yet established on this podcast. I'm real bad with cameras. Um, <laughs> but, but I guess uh, the, when I say artistry, what I mean by this is it feels like it very effectively captures a moment in time where these guys were the king of the industry. Mm hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, like maybe like as far as craft goes, it's like not that hard to just like follow dudes with a camera. But I think that just like everything from the music to the smoke, to the cigars, to the coming out of the limo, to the high fives, to the two suites, to the walking into the ring, to the crowd freaking out. Yeah. It just like it encapsulates them as being cool. And like Uh on some level, even though they're the bad guys, like I want to be a part of that. Like if Hulk Hogan knocked on my door tomorrow and said like, Hey brother, want to join the NWO? I'd say no, No, you're a crazy racist. (laughs) But if he did it 10 years ago, but if he did did it 10 or 20 years ago and I'm 13 years old, I'd I'd be like, like, yes, 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 Mr. Hogan. Yes, Mr. Racist. (laughs) And by the way, we Uh, all know Randy Savage or regular Tim Robbins. We do know that much. So I guess that did that come through you are you connecting the player yes and i am yes i am i'm glad it took you a second but you got there no i understood immediately i was just surprised i also maybe didn't notice uh macho man randy savage oh yeah all oh, the yeah, heavy he hitters was, are there oh, yeah he was he was busy looking cool on a car you he got was. your rodman you got your hogan you got your hall you got your nash you got your x-pac you got oh, your boy. savage you got your bischoff they're all all the heavy hitters Stephen. they're all wow. there I, yeah I not recognize... to mention the most underrated uh member the limo and the limo. Yeah, 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 and the limo. Uh, That's right. I, I don't think that Vincent's in there, but boy, he wishes. <laughs> Ooh, he was. I wish. So, uh, so what well, did you get any of this from watching this? Did you? Understand? I mean, I get it. They're this cool. One's they're useless cool. To you. It seems useless they're, to you. they're cool. I get it. They're supposed to be cool. Uh, that doesn't. Uh, it doesn't resonate as the same type of cool in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll just tell you, like Voodoo Child uh, is like a. Um, a sort of like classically cool rock song mm-hmm. and this like you know it's thunderbolts cool and group. their look uh that isn't like that doesn't match up to me mm. uh All that right. it, it, they're trying to like co-opt a classic cool thing whereas what they really are is like um you know like harley 90s, davidson yeah here. harley davidson like you know yeah that type of thing yeah, it doesn't cool. matter 1997 doesn't, doesn't do it for me yeah that's fair i mean i like i really feel like with voodoo child this is probably just like oh this is hulk hogan's favorite song and yeah. oh i'm sure had Creative, complete creative control on his character. So he was like, I'm coming out to Jimmy Hendrix. Play this, brother. We can <laughs> get the rights. We can get the rights, brother. Yeah, they probably, yeah, they probably had to pay a lot for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ted okay. Turner just said, sure, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Now okay. whatever you want. I got the money. Okay, so uh, I would give this like probably a, f- a four. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, dead, you know, it's cool. It's a 3.8. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a two, but it's only because of the song. I don't like the entrance. I really do like Dennis Rodman. Oh, cool. Uh, I <laughs> Everybody really, I like that Steven likes Dennis Rodman. I love Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he's, he's great. Fun. He's outrageous. He, he's great. Like, but in a really great way. I, he's I really nutrageous. Like, yeah, uh, it's a, it's actually very sad about all the drug stuff that he's into, but uh, he's great. Yeah, but now he's best friends with Kim Jong-un and none of that matters. Yeah. 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 I mean, good for him. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So would you like this entrance more if instead <laughs> of Hulk Hogan, he was coming out with Kim, <laughs> Kim Jong-un? Jong-un. <laughs> uh, I would Ooh. certainly be way more fascinated. I would would watch it much closer and care more. And instead of the song, it was just Supreme Leader. He is the Supreme Leader. No, I would, Supreme I really Leader. Hope that, I really hope that when Dennis Rodman was in North Korea, 
Kim Jong Un specifically requested that they reenact this entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> and just like all these Fun. Like, little Koreans next to uh, Dennis Rodman yeah, yeah. playing the, the parts real, of the real Sean X Pac Waltman would be there. Though. Oh yeah, no, he would always somehow get in. What are uh, you yeah. doing here, Sean Waltman? All right, uh, let's move on. All right, uh, our next entrance from ECW. One Night Stand 2005. Mm-hmm. It's the Sandman. We got to stop letting him do these. Yeah, I don't know why we let Joey announce yeah, things. Fine. You, can, uh, fine, you can say the next one. Man, okay. I got to tell you, Joey, thank yeah. you for picking this one. Because not only did this get me super excited watching this again, I forgot how good. I always think about how good One Night Stand 2006 was, which it was, because that was when Rob Van Dam won the title. 2006 was like... Okay, this is like a wrestling religious experience. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking more about like it was. I always remember Uh, that one because it had so many key kind of crossover WWE moments. It was like a bigger, biggerly produced show. I fucking forgot how good and how still OG ECW this show was. It was so fun. One Night Stand 2005. I ended up going back watching a lot of matches. Like One Night Stand 2005. Uh, I guess, Stephen, you you don't really know a lot about ECW. um, I know nothing. To to put it in context, it's a blood and guts professional wrestling promotion that started in like 1992, 1993. Uh, A guy named Paul Heyman, who's currently Brock Lesnar's manager. Advocate. On screen and in real life. Best in the mic. um, Like uh, started this promotion. And it's where a lot of the... I guess like I'm trying to think of like a thing to compare it to, but like mm-hmm. it's basically where the WWE got the added, the idea for the attitude era, uh-huh. um, you know, kind of, uh, coming Stole out to, their edginess from coming out to more contemporary characters, having a level of edginess that, yeah. to it, uh, blood. you know, using weapons and matches, yeah. uh, blood chairs, uh, like, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin developed his character that eventually became Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, is that yeah. where he came Thanks from? Thanks to yeah. Paul Heyman. How um, fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, as well as, uh, Rob Van Dam, you know, the Dudley boys, you'll see a little bit more of in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT, <laughs> <laughs> NXT, which is considered to be, I mean, you've seen a little bit of NXT, mm-hmm. uh, like a very nice, fresh promotion. NXT is basically like the spiritual successor to what ECW is. In a, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's just a lot of like fresh matchups that like there's a level of like, I guess, rawness to it that like and like enthusiasm and people working hard that like yeah. real product reacts. Yeah. And you yeah. just can't yeah. capture an arenas of like over 10,000 um, people. So uh, ECW is a company folded in 2001. WWE purchased the rights to it and basically got the contracts of a lot of the wrestlers. Um, but people still chanted ECW, ECW, ECW at so many WWE events and or, still do or, and still do. Or whenever there was like a hardcore spot that happened, a guy jumping off of a ladder through mm-hmm. a table, whatever. Right. So um, like finally Rob Van Dam, who was a big uh, wrestler in WWE at the time asked Vince McMahon four or five years later, Hey, can we do like one ECW like reunion show? Just a one-off. We, like all the guys are getting pretty old, but they're still young enough to wrestle. Yeah. And, uh, this was that show. The Sandman was probably the most overpopular or one of the most overpopular wrestlers in ECW, specifically with his crazy enter the Sandman entrance music. Right. That like, this is like the last match in the last real show of this very beloved cult company. Not to mention that they're in 
the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is like the it's, place. It's like one of their. I mean, they, their main place was uh, the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. But mm-hmm. this was like sort of their second place. They would have like large like shows here at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York. Yeah. Yes, they're they're based out of Philadelphia. And, and gotcha. like the, the San Anfer's entrance, he um, he goes through the crowd holding a kendo stick, drinking beers, smoking cigarettes, uh, like pouring beers, like open beers into fans mouths. Sticking his face in um, boobs. Like there's uh, there's a point at the start of the entrance where the crowd is so hyped that a fan actually grabs the Sandman's kendo stick and keeps smashing himself in the face with it. Mm-hmm. So this fan made himself bleed, bleed during the Sandman's entrance. Look at the Sandman's beer gut as he's standing there okay yeah. so yeah. sandman Jesus comes out Christ. he two seconds in the arena he already busts his head open steven they're singing along they're singing enter sandman kind of like before i'm dying to know yep. what do you think slash how much do you despise this okay you know uh first thought like i was like this is too on the nose for enter sandman and he's yep. sandman is entering yeah that's too on the nose for me i don't like it mm-hmm. um you know does it surprise me that the audience likes this? Not at all. Yep. It's a me- it's a platinum metal song that's super popular. Like, uh-huh. yeah, of course they fucking like it. Yeah. Everybody likes yeah, it. Yeah, you think wrestling fans are basic bitches. Your words. Everybody likes that song. Yep, sure. like, a, like, a, people I who think it's don't okay. like metal listen to that song. I think like that's the type of thing that they'd put in like a Will Ferrell comedy a few years later to show a badass yeah, scene. I like, kind of only like it anything. when the Sandman's coming out. But You like, kind of only like it when the yeah, Sandman's I coming do. out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it but, is. But the Sandman, like, after, like, this is the only time that they let him use this entrance music in WWE. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he was signed a year later to uh, when they re- Wait, this relaunched. Is a, this is WWE or this isn't? This, this is, is WWE owned ECW at this time. So okay. this was, it's a kind of, it was a, it's like a, okay. After they yeah, got yeah. purchased, as Joey said, in 2001, they, they didn't have any ECW events. Yeah. Some of their guys kind of went to WWE and, mm-hmm. and were like wrestling for them. But then that's when, after they purchased the rights to the company, they didn't, it laid dormant for four years. They decided to bring it back four years later for one night. And that's right. why all of the, ECW original wrestlers are in these matches. Okay. This is the first event for them in four years. And like I said, Philadelphia slash New York, that's why the crowd is going crazy because it's the hometown. The first event. And also as far as the crowd's concerned, the last event that they're ever going to do. I see. Exactly. Um, Fun. So like, but uh, there have been situations like a lot of situations where Sandman's not had this interest music and the audience has still loved him. Yeah. It's just they're able to funnel their love through singing the song this time. It's something that like Lance Storm talks about in his blog that I read, which I've mentioned previously on this. Mm-hmm. I know where uh, I couldn't find it. Also, I tried to link to it. To and I couldn't find that. He actually, um, I think that he, he uh, turned all of his blog posts into a book or oh. two books. One of them called Storm Warning, another called Stormfront. Uh-huh. Um, but he talks about how um, when he wrestled in Japan. Uh, they made his name from Lance Storm to Tiger Lance Storm, mm-hmm. and the uh, the audience loved him just as much as Lance Storm as they did as Tiger Lance Storm, but Tiger is a more easily chantable word. Uh-huh. So, oh yeah, yeah. So when he would wrestle in Japan as just Lance Storm, he would not get like the huge audience reactions. But when he was Tiger Lance Storm, it wouldn't affect his spot on the card. It wouldn't make him any more money, but just the audience was able to vocalize that they loved him vi- by chanting Tiger. Yeah. So I think through Enter Sandman <laughs> and also through Grado's theme, yeah. like they're not, they're not just singing the song in a vacuum. They're singing it because they love this wrestler. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. That's fine. I just, I like, again, you're talking about a super popular song with a bunch of like wrestling fans. Like it, it's you're like, it's like saying like I, we gave them free beer and then like they drank it. It's like, yeah, yeah I bet they would. That and doesn't EC, surprise me. ECW while a great wrestling promotion was also unabashedly white trash. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that you know, doesn't surprise me. No argument there. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, so, so you, I mean, once again, so you don't believe that the audience likes this wrestler. I'm sure. They no, just I'm not like saying the they don't like the wrestler. That's not at all what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you're, you're talking about a thing where it's like that. It, it, it really like brings the wrestler and the audience together. And I'm like, you know what? Like that audience would get psyched on just the song. The song. They oh. would get psyched on just the song. Go to concerts, like watch when, like, I don't know. People do that. They, if they're there to want to like it, they will, you know? But if you go to a con, but if you go to a concert and right before the concert, somebody just plays enter sandman or whatever over the loudspeaker the audience isn't going to scream the lyrics as passionately as they are if metallica is playing that yeah song. i'd probably be annoyed i yeah i again it just i think it's context but you know yeah mm-hmm. um <clears throat> do you believe that the sandman actually did bust his forehead open with that beer can yeah yeah i don't i i know you guys hate getting into blood forensics but come on I uh mean, i do i 100 percent believe this pretty uh, yeah i'll 100 believe this and also uh, what a fragile head he has that busts open so instantly. He's just, he's he just done it every it, night. He's done it so many times that it's just. And look how little it bled on his face. Look how little blood showed up in his face. I'll okay. encourage the audience to go watch this video and see how little blood actually gets on his face. Okay, but he but he didn't blade. He just bashed his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but his his, his head's open. It's the forehead wound that you guys talk about. That's uncontrollable and it's bleeding. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, so um, <laughs> I guess uh, I mean I would give this a five, no question. I mean I would give this a twenty if I. Oh, it's could. badass! Yeah. I give it five. I give it five Singapore canes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll give that one a three. That's a three inter right. for Sandman. Okay, right. uh, I will let Nick take this next one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, so the next one we have is uh, uh, just a really a standard Monday. I don't know the date on this one, but it's a standard Monday Night Raw entrance uh, for a trio known as the Brood. Hey, it's Josh Sibson and Jake Jabour from The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. All right, so Stephen, The Brood, the trio of Gangrel, Edge, and Christian... What do you think about this uh, intro from the uh, from the just the out of the gate? Uh, this one is the one I watched last, and I instantly <laughs> forgot what happened. <laughs> like, like literally, it's a quick clip. Literally, like no, like I watched it. I was like, okay. I wrote down spooky rock rap, and then it didn't go rock rap like I was expecting. Oh, uh, and then uh, after like the video ended and it closed, like I looked away, and then like I looked back, and I was like, wait. What was that? What was that entrance music? So this one really did nothing for me. It did not affect me in any way. Okay. Like the other ones, I could see getting psyched for Madonna. I would have fun. Enter Sandman. I would get psyched on it. If I was there, I'd be cheering too. Did you I'd grab like, the cane and slam yourself in the forehead with the cane until no, you started bleeding? You're also like, you're also, I want to point out, you're praising a psychotic person. You're like this person who's got mental damage, hey man. doing anything to get noticed, who's crying <laughs> out for help. You're like, yeah, that's awesome. Hey man, so awesome. good. This hey man, is. we're all a little psychotic. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you. it's just you. Well, okay. Uh, I, 
The reason that I included this is mm-hmm. because I yeah I, I was very curious. This is also one that made me go like, are they want? Do they want me to like it? I don't know. Well, um, okay. I guess that um, the Brood they're not like. Edge and Christian went on to later have great careers, but The Brood definitely was not the peak of their career. Um, The Brood is, uh, they're a team of essentially vampires. Uh, (laughs) I guess you probably, I'm sure you bought that. Um, I'm not sure if you saw it. lifestyle. I'm not Uh sure if you saw it in this entrance video, but um, so the entrance is they rise up through a circle of fire, walk to the ring with Gangrel holding a goblet, and... Then, I'm not sure if it's in this video, but Gangrel stands on the turnbuckle, sips out of a goblet of blood, and spits blood into the audience. Yeah, I don't know if we got to see that in and, this one. Um, I've been to many a WWE live event around this time, and I definitely got mm-hmm. blood spat on me from Gangrel. Oh, was yeah. Was it real blood? Um, oh, yeah, it was fucking real yes, blood. Yes, He bled forehead. out of his forehead in uh, the cup. Well, well that's cup. the simple, like you guys uh, say, that's like the simplest possible answer, so it's probably um, real blood. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> no, actually, no, I, I remember that specifically being fake blood, I like taste <laughs> it. Is. No, I taste it. They also, I tasted it so I could become a vampire. The Brutals used to do something where the lights would go out and the lights would come back on and their um, gangrels or one of their opponents Mm -hmm. would just be doused, covered in blood. And they used to call it a bloodbath. Gross. Um, Uh, But I didn't pick up that these guys were vampires. Honestly, I was like, are these the guys from Matrix Matrix Revolution? But like three of them. Um, (laughs) Okay, that's, I mean, with these guys, they're, uh, yeah, like, it's just there. This entrance is there remembered is, as blood. being a very yeah yeah. There we go. There you go. Um, his entrance. I thought it was champagne. They're remembered. <laughs> they're remembered more for having a cool entrance uh-huh. than for being a cool team. Yeah, well, well, um, cool to me. So the like <laughs> intro. Goofy. I always loved the Broods intro. I think it was very cool. Yeah. However, and I mean this sincerely, the theme song in this entrance. One of Jim Johnston's masterpieces. I'm yeah, not even okay. kidding. I think the Brood theme is huh. so atmospheric and great. It is. He's it written is, so many good theme songs. This is, I think, one of his best. For to that, me. for knowing that character gimmick or what their thing is, that is good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Uh, I was, I was starting to expect it. Like I said, I was expecting a rap rocky thing. It didn't happen. Didn't. So, but I think maybe that's in a good kind of a good thing in a way because I will say like nobody likes to admit they like rap rap rock anymore however that is like the right energy I think for wrestling sure I agree also I don't know if you mentioned uh, if you noticed Jim Cornette on commentary corny please come on our show yeah please please actually come (laughs) yell at us Um, I got time Okay, so uh, I mean, I would I give that like a three. Yeah, this one's a zero. Oh, I give that one a four because I love the theme song. Okay, I mean, I, yeah, I think, I think it's just uh, I picked it just because like I, I hear it mentioned a lot, and they're they're a team where like their entrance is remembered more fondly than they are, and I think yeah. that they're sort of what I was talking about about like. You know, if they didn't have this entrance, they would have been forgotten way quicker than they were sure. as a yeah. team. But them having this entrance is sort of their like, oh, they've got a cool entrance. You know, honestly, like now that I see that, they, you can't see them drinking the blood or whatever. Yeah. But I just assumed because it was washed by red light that it wasn't wasn't blood or any. I just was like, oh, they're just like drinking <laughs> champagne. Like what weird <laughs> Italian like mafioso guys. Hey, I don't know what this is. Yeah, yeah. Freaking like, a nice, uh, nice cabernet. Classic Italian mafiosos uh, come out of a ring of fire with have vampire teeth. Makes as much sense as anything else. They're like, oh, those mafiosos yeah. in the Blade trilogy. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Egypt, Egypt is all Johnny to to Fangs Bucatelli. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, Johnny Bloodsip. <laughs> Johnny Fangs. Johnny, yo, Johnny Bloodsip. I'm uh, moving on. I'm uh, moving on. To uh, Halloween uh, Havoc 1998. Stephen, this is, undefeated at the time, the man they call Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. <laughs> 
And that was the man they called Bill Goldberg. <laughs> okay, I... Goldberg was the top guy in WCW for a very long time, or for probably like two or three years. He had an undefeated streak of 200 some matches or yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> it was crazy. And um, he was basically the, I guess like uh, Brock Lesnar would sort of be the WWE equivalent of just like the like legit tough guy, yeah, yeah. badass. Yeah. Like he, or he was like framed as that. I buy that. Yeah, and um, I was, was never on the Goldberg train. Oh no, I was a WWE, I was a WWE guy, yeah. but through and through. <laughs> but looking back, I definitely can see this entrance as like, oh, this is a cool entrance that I think establishes this as like it feels like a legitimate fight. You mm-hmm. know, it uh, seems way cooler now, doesn't it? Actually, yeah, yeah. it really does. Yeah. Um. That's so, uh. I what do you actually, think? Chanting, security, very serious backstage. Stuff. Was there a song? What was yeah. it? I forgot it. It's just like a serious march. All right, thanks, Joe. That was good. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if I was going into Goldberg's song or the Bionic Commando Stage One music. I wasn't sure if you were going to do the wedding march. Don't know what that is. Yeah, you know, this is a. I get it. This is a good entrance in a way. The music didn't stand out to me a lot, but the the visuals were strong in it. Like that that cop song. On all it sides cool or whatever. Entrance. The visual there is really strong. I, I totally Comes agree out with the that. Door. It's got that like um uh like the death row execution look. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah there's there, it's good. I get it. It's evocative imagery. Good job. Good job. Cooler on that than one. the NWO walk. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent cooler than that yeah. because again, there are no like, lightning bolts on his clothing, as it, far as we know. Again, well, like, and we talk, you know, my, we've talked about this before, but like the the artifice that I feel that there is on a lot of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. This, in a way, uh, it doesn't, you know, like it doesn't have that because it is using something a little more real, a little more grounded. Sure. I like that. Yeah, I could see that. So, so him, he's not coming out of the ground. Right. Like in a ring of fire. It's just like this is a dude who's ready for a fight and right. the security guards are here to protect the audience or him. Yeah, so, so these aren't let's fight. just be clear. These aren't security guards. These are like police officers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. True. I mean, or at least they're dressed up to be. I don't they're know like where they marshals are. Marshals or something. But Honestly, it's, it's it key. looks it's super like, troopers. It's WCW. They probably actually hired like local police or something. Yeah. They, this look, they look like CHP. I don't think it is because it's a seven pointed star, but I don't know where this yeah. is. Well, this was uh, 1998. This is the MGM Grand. Oh, OK. So Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Who yeah. That, probably they could yeah. have had them. Yeah. So I guess like you're you're drinking the Kool-Aid with Goldberg's entrance a little bit. Sure. Sure. This is a great entrance. Shot really well. It's it's cool. I I, I agree that the the cops part like, is cool. Like like I, said, I don't remember the song. He comes but out then when a he big com- pumpkin, but then he comes right. <laughs> so this is pumpkin. this is how it's ruined. He comes out to an inflatable <laughs> pumpkin. It has like the, this target <laughs> this target prop. Uh, that they found <laughs> featuring <laughs> Snickers, like like it's right back to Universal Studios yeah. bullshit. That's I mean, like something somebody puts in their that's front even, yard. That's in not October. even Universal Studios. That's like Knott's Berry Farm. Dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's somebody's front yard. And well, then okay, he gets, so forget that. Forget that. And then yeah. and then he gets these sparklers come all over him. He that's his thing. He gets cum. sparkler come. But then he breathes out the smoke that he inhaled from the sparklers. Yeah. That's cool. Like a ball. Yeah. He punches and kicks. Now, again, I, I wasn't super into Goldberg at the time. I, I appreciate it much more now. Yeah. Retroactively, this is real cool. I really yeah. did think Until WWE's version. lawn ornament. Did you like Gilbert? Did you laugh at Gilbert? Oh, Gilbert was great. Uh, Gilbert used to crack me WWE up. had a parody wrestler called Gilbert. Who <laughs> because was, they used to take shots at each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who was like Goldberg, but uh, probably five foot five, 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. He would do this entrance. Joey might be bigger. Uh, hey man, I'm seven. You're feet seven tall. feet tall. Seven foot tall, five hundred pounds. I'm I way bigger than all. I don't like this bit. <laughs> 
there. So easily, you can easily see the size of Joey Clifton. And it is very small. You can small. easily see the size of me by looking at Andre by the looking Giant up. and doubling it. By looking up. <laughs> by looking up. I got to stand on three milk crates just to see this motherfucker. That yeah. doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean to uh, All right, whatever. Short okay. milk crates. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and you, so you get that this is a fighter and you get, I don't want to say goosebumps, but you understand like, oh, this dude, this is a fighter who's going to a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would give this entrance a five. Yeah. To, uh, you know, this is a two. Uh, oh, strong, wow. imi- strong imagery at the beginning. Really, the really ruins it. Really subverted by the pumpkin. Like I'm not like when you watch it, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Okay, it was would so it have, cool. Would it have been a four without the pumpkin? If they, yeah, if they had gone straight to the ring with no pumpkin, like that, wow. that would have bumped it up at least one. Uh, the music didn't do a lot for me. Uh, so you so like yeah. his entrance more than great or you like Grado's entrance more than his entrance uh, I did like Grado's entrance more wow, than his entrance okay, this is well, weird. Grado, like Grado's again that's just straight across the plate we're listening to a song there's almost nothing to it Steven yeah. explains like, what he likes so deceptively okay yeah, I okay. thought the whole time you were um, way more on board. Okay, well, uh, I give that a five because it's fucking. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's saying, just I'm so cinematic. I, I definitely appreciate Good. the imagery the of it. Pumpkin. Don't get me wrong. A pumpkin comes in. The song doesn't matter. Uh, but there's, you know. but there, are, he's done this entrance without there being a big weird. Yeah, big weird there, pumpkin okay. There. If you did that, like I said, you do that without the pumpkin, uh, you get an extra point for sure. That's a three. The so pumpkin we'll put it, it over the edge for me. We'll yeah, call that. I'm not calling it a three. You showed me a clip with a pumpkin. That's a two. That's on you, Jack. I was at a four until I saw the pumpkin, and I'm gonna. It's a five your seven foot tall chest with that one joey hey man i got a real short fuse careful do you want to borrow my milk crates uh okay um yeah to get up to my chest yeah Yeah, you're you're at waist level brothers that that also like that also just implies that i'm very small because i can reach seven feet in the air already but like i must be like a two not right now not able to sitting down oh god uh yeah that's why that's why steven doesn't like wrestling he's jealous of uh all of us all of us big wrestlers i know the guy wish i was yeah. Um, All right. Let's talk about another okay, fucking uh, thing. Up, up next, this is a very recent from April 4th, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Enzo mm-hmm. Amore and Big Cass. I'm good. my favorite team Stephen. <laughs> yeah what do you think of enzo and Cass? because mm-hmm. i just want to let you know 
you can't teach that. And I, I, uh, and I guess yeah. before we get into it, um, that's for their entrance. This is like they trash talk as a part of their entrance. Right. And that. it's not always the same trash talks every time. They're very specific to the wrestler. They're kind of like roast jokes. But all the stuff <laughs> that people chanted along with them, yeah, that's yeah. The, their, their same shtick that they do mostly every time. And right, keep in mind, obviously. this is the night after WrestleMania. They didn't the one... just pull that on the fly. No, no. <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah, WrestleMania, the WrestleMania <laughs> that just... you came over and saw, uh-huh. uh, this is the night after. This is their main roster WWE uh-huh. Monday Night Raw debut. We've been A- doing this since April. After, oh, after yeah. <laughs> This is uh, their yeah. debut on the main show. And here show. it is, August. <laughs> after being uh, after being NXT wrestlers, they had been like in NXT the last couple of years, so they had been in the smaller I see. Uh, the the, uh, the promotion. <clears throat> and this is their debut, and people are so excited to yeah. see them. Plus, you always get like super smart crowds the day after WrestleMania because they've been there all weekend, uh-huh. uh, and it's relatively in the same city. So, so interesting, Stephen. Very what, excited. What did you think of Enzo and Cass, and what did what did you think of their intro? Okay, yeah. So uh, Enzo and Cass. Uh, Enzo's the little guy. Yeah, big Cass. Is the big guy. The yeah, guy I got the, it. He's the average guy. I, yeah. I just want to say, like, he's I am watching Joey. it. Like, I get it. Uh, no, yeah, Enzo Cass, great. Um, I was really trying to read what Enzo's jacket said. It's something, it's a take on the Jordan uh, logo, but it, I think it starts J-A. Don't know what the other part of it is. I think it ends in an end. I we really want to know. Uh, because, uh, because, yeah, that doesn't seem to line up with his name, so I'm interested there. Um, Could just say Jordan. It starts with an A. Jar, not Jordan. It goes J-A. Uh, a. Okay. Uh, Jardin. Jardin. <laughs> Jardin. Yeah. Uh, oh, so it's it's the leftovers. Oh, my favorite about wrestler, Jardin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jardin. Um, okay. Yeah. So the, and these guys are fun and great. Uh, I get it. Like, I get why they're fun. That, yeah. that audience chant thing is great. Jersey trash talkers. He's, yeah. He's big and that, like, works that, like, uh, you know, if what you're talking about and what I'm talking about is, I think, largely the same thing is, like, it's about finding a rallying cry. Like the yeah. music doesn't matter. Like the music. And I think especially in this one doesn't really matter to them. What matters is this call and response thing that they do. It That's does. what psychs up the audience more than anything. They love going like, and you can't teach that. Although oh, at the same time, that. although at the same time, that like, fucking uh, Italian mandolin riff, that shit sets yeah. people off the mitt. The second people hear that, Steven, they know yeah. to go what is bananas. Just, I mean, it's like a Pavlovian response. It's like when we right. last shatter, for Stone Cold Steve Austin, we're not cheering because we like when glass breaks. We're cheering because Stone Cold Stone Steve Austin's Cold coming Steve out. Austin's so, what you're, so just real quick, you are saying that wrestling fans are stupid dogs. Oh, oh, Joey burned you. And you better, if you want to fight him, you better watch out because he's seven feet tall. Yeah, and you can't teach that. You can't. And you can't no, teach Steven, that. what, what he was saying? saying is we're smart Pavlovian people. Uh-huh. Well, I'm saying that like, and by the way, we're, we're recording this at like midnight on a Wednesday. So yeah, we've really lost it. Yeah. Very low uh, energy. Um, I mean, we're all, every, we're all idiots. Everybody on the planet is, we all, we, we all get excited. <laughs> we're all idiots. When, when like, the, when the Friends theme plays, we all I'll get excited because we know Joey's going to say a zinger. Like 10:30 a.m. Yeah. Joey on 10:30 a.m. on a Sunday. Joey, Stephen, no, no, you're wrong. 11:30 p.m. on a Wednesday. Eh, we're all stupid. Idiots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, like yeah. have loving response. It's like a normal thing for people. I we know, get excited when we see the McDonald's logo because we know we're going to get a McDonald's burger. Or something. I'm so excited. Like, um, it's uh, <laughs> so all right, like, all right, all right, all right. So great. like, okay, so but like. The entrance isn't just the music. The entrance is also like their mannerisms, how they walk, their outfit. Like if they're a pyro, if they're like mm-hmm. holding yeah. a mic and trash talking, if yeah. they're holding a goblet and spitting blood into the audience, if they're surrounded by security guards, those are all parts of their entrance. Yeah. Let's- Enzo and Cass, uh, best intro since DX and the Outlaws, 11 out of five. 
So fucking good. Enzo's yeah. the, one of the best on the mic in the entire company right now. He's only made big cast better. 11 out of 5. Uh, Great fucking entrance. I, I, when I watch this, I, I bet to myself immediately that you do an impression of Enzo. I don't know what you're talking about. You do, don't you? I You've done it, never haven't do you? That, no? We're actually... Uh, it seems like a thing you would do. Like some probably of the voices okay. and stuff. Out, like these. Bada boom! Yeah. Realest guys in a room! How you doing? Okay, yeah. so I don't... Uh, the, 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 the listeners at home might not know this. Um, I produce a professional wrestling bit show at uh, the Operation Spirit Theater every so mm-hmm. often where we uh, we write sketches where it's like comedians impersonating wrestlers. Oh, yeah. I'm not a character guy. I'm not good at impressions. This is basically my only speed. But... I, but <laughs> This but, is that's true. But I'm going a one to speed. shave the side of my head, like have it professionally colored to be blonde. No. Leopard printed, you I'm said. Go, on and I'm go, to leopard printed, going to buy an, an identical outfit, and I'm going to spend a month learning how to be Enzo Amore. This is what he said. So that I can... Just do his promo. Who's going to be your cast? I mean, Joey, so- why aren't you playing big cast? You're seven <laughs> feet tall and you can't teach that. Hey, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's comedy. The, the cast is going to be somebody who's like four feet tall. <laughs> that way, uh, that's going to be the joke. It's going to be big Enzo, small, big cast. Uh, okay, I I Ooh, actually, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I'm so sad that that's a thing. Uh, but I like I'm wait. going. But like, I just really want to say uh, like Come Mike Saber for a hater. I can't believe I like, can't yeah. teach that. Couple yeah. of haters. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so I guess, like, did you? I mean, did you like their character, the roast jokes? Did yeah. You, did you I mean, get I get, like I said, I think they're 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 fun. they're fun. I get I get why the audience likes them. Uh, um, you know, uh, I think I. Uh, they they started losing me because they started talking about breakfast. Uh, their, their little breakfast insults. I don't remember what they were. I was like, mm, these aren't good. No, uh, they're so great. They, they lost it. Uh, they lost me He's a little put bit. Devon's lazy eye back to work. Oh, that's such a sweet line. Yeah, that's a good line, right? That's Devon calls work. him a son of a bitch like fourteen times. Yeah, yeah he put your lazy yeah. eye back to work. Yeah, that's a good. That's a uh, good. Yeah. Bit. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. there aren't good ones, but I also so this auto plays oh, to another about one. I hop. Oh yeah, and then oh, he says, "I missed that." And then the Dudley boys start it. walking to the ring, and he says, "Why don't you fall back like your hairline?" <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Like that's okay. So good. But then the next one, so this started auto playing to the next thing, and then uh, as I was like moving on or whatever, they started. They did one that's like they really. There's like they really put the dud and Dudley boys, and I was like, "Ooh, again, you've really lost me." So uh, you know, I don't know. I, I I get if you just did the chant thing, if you cut out the what is the inflatable pumpkin of this sure. uh, roast. I, I would like them more. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I, w- I would also give this 11, you know, great. So it's a 22 yeah. out of five. So, uh, uh Steven, what, what did, what did you think grading wise of this? Yeah. So this is like a, a 1.5. Oh, uh, why? Yeah. I don't know. Like it just, it's not like that is S a W F T. Yeah. Great. Come on. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like I said, I don't know some of the, their like roast jokes or whatever. Didn't quite do it for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you yeah. get why the audience would like these guys. I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I they're Pavlovian stupid idiots. Did you hear that? folks? We're all fucking dumb. We're all fucking 30. idiots and we're going to die. Yeah. Next thing. Speaking of going to die, uh, the undertaker from WrestleMania 23.
Steven, The Undertaker, you've seen him before. Yeah. You'll see him again. one of the best entrances in the history of wrestling. Really? What did you well, think? Well, in, in uh-huh. general, The Undertaker's entrance is one of the best in wrestling. This this is a damn good one. This is a very... This, this, is, is, this is my favorite. I yeah. Think this is a pretty damn good. And it's, all, it's got the druids. Yeah, this has got this all is, the classic tropes of The Undertaker, yeah. the druids. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fog, him coming out dressed up like an Old West Undertaker. Batista looks intimidated. Uh, what I love about this one is the insane backlighting. Standing in the in the hallway. Yeah, standing in the yes. hallway, walking through the light. Like, uh, behind him. Just like similar to uh, Goldberg, I guess. What I love about this entrance is like, I mean, the Goldberg entrance is just like, look at that. This is, a, this is a fighter. Yeah, like, pause on that. Mm-hmm. This is a fighter who's going to come to the ring and fight. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, what's the Hellraiser no. shit? Right there. What this entrance is, is like, Ugh. the fucking Grim Reaper is going to walk out of hell and kill you. Yep. Like, yes, like, Steve, that's what it means. Okay. Uh, so like, uh, I don't find this. When is this? Let's put it into context. Uh, so WrestleMania I, 23. So that would be nine years ago. So 2007, oh, 2007, cool. April 1st, Detroit, Michigan, 80,000 people, Steven. So this like imagery to me screams like nineties hack, uh, that like this. Oh, you're a nineties hack. <laughs> you're, you're a, a lawnmower. Uh, man. You're a nineties hack. You're I've Johnny mnemonic. You, right, Nick. Well, uh, it is Johnny mnemonic. <laughs> yeah. Johnny mnemonic. Not well, really okay. It's, it's dark city. Like that's what this looks like. It's yep. it's it's hack. It's it doesn't impress me. But again, I know the, it's the a, Undertaker it, is a wrestler that uh, debuted in the early nineties as yeah. the Undertaker. So like, so, so he can't so every, update. So everything that he does is on some level like specifically like this is considered to be a very throwback gimmick. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily hold that against that. I would uh-huh. look at it as like an homage to that. You know, I get. I guess yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying it didn't impress me as much. Like here's what really com- like Druids coming out or a '70s th- horror movie. This is hack. Druid. These are Druids. Yeah. Oh, they look like KKK members. <laughs> KKK members don't wear <laughs> black. They, wear they black. do. They absolutely do. Oh, would you know? I would. I've seen a documentary about this. Oh, it's not that were insane. you there? Yeah, I was there. They do. They do. Wear black and they're holding fucking like flaming stick like I'm just like oh crap I, I was look I was literally looking for a cross that they were about Steven, to burn. it's not a cross burning it's an undertaker symbol burning. Yeah they actually now they mentioned they do have the undertaker symbol which looks a whole lot like a cross. Yeah yeah. Interesting interesting Austin got crucified on it once yeah he showed you that I think uh, but like, we talked within the it. context of it. it like to do the KKK summon an old west undertaker to come out and fight again like you know. I, ge- I guess I get what you're saying but it is still that image like it, it does like it kind of do, to me it doesn't necessarily matter what the the intention is of it or like what the the end product is they're pulling the imagery from it it's sort of like star wars like they you know they use the nazi imagery right uh to show yeah. a very evil bad thing or whatever mm-hmm. i'm like this is you're showing kkk imagery which you could say you could go like oh that shows an evil bad or to me i'm like oh does it show extreme racism what's happening but like Ooh, specifically oh, with this didn't with, see any of that with, with didn't see it coming druids, I know it's, I mean, it's I, I, I'm not too I'm not too strong on this opinion but I'm just pointing it out because like, it is there but it's know. also like it, it's supposed to be like Gaelic stuff it's yeah like, you know, it's me, like it's like Stonehenge it's like it's more like Gregorian chant yeah I mean and they're doing Gregorian chants as they're walking out I'm sorry dude yeah. but nothing about pure moods reads as KKK to me I mean like pure KKK moods, people, is that the song no pure KKK moods didn't you have the pure mood sound the collection the Time Life Collection, Pure Moods from the nineties, Gregorian, featuring chance. artists such as Enya and Enigma. Oh yeah, I did have. Okay, that. there like, you go. I loved it. <laughs> but I mean, KKK oh, I guys don't it, don't walk around to Gregorian chant. Like, there's like I get what you're talking sure. about in that, like, just guys wearing hooded robes. Like, that's like the only thing that with 
you know, uh, torches. But like, mm-hmm. there's also like, look at any sort of like, you know, Gregorian ceremony or like, I don't know, like, or like fraternity thing or like, uh-huh. uh, like I feel like torches and robes are so generic that you can't just tie that to KKK. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's like, that's like, uh, you pulling up in your car and me saying Hitler had a car. You must be Hitler. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's absurd. The, it, that, that is hey, Hitler had a car. If hey, I, man, Hitler wears pants, you're wearing pants. You must be Hitler. But if you, but like, but Joey, you have to, okay, God, I'm not, I'm really, like, I really don't feel strong that strongly about it, but I will point out that is very, very similar imagery. I, I, you can say, you can try to say that the intention is not that, but if I came up to you, Joey, and I had a red mountain rant, band around my arm uh, and it had a little white circle in the center but it didn't have a swastika you certainly would be like uh that's fucking weird and i could be like what i'm just going to play baseball and you'd be like oh yeah yeah that's to but be it's still fair, weird to be fair you are wearing pleated hitlers <laughs> he's but, wearing them right now to, see but if you were to ask the average the person if you were to post on facebook or twitter right now hey what what colors are the kkk's robes mm-hmm. like and you had the options of white or black right most people are going to say white I right say white I mean, yeah, sure. But that doesn't, again, that doesn't mean that it's not an option. Okay. I mean, whatever. You're right. But it's like, this is not that. It's not that. There's no, there's no parallels. I'm wrong. But you use the, okay. But you use the example of like the, Mm -hmm. if you were wearing a red armband Mm -hmm. that had like a white circle in it Mm -hmm. and it was just your baseball armband or whatever. Right. Like if this was KKK imagery, this would be guys wearing white robes joey they wear black robes <laughs> i'm not like i'm not but they're popular but like but okay, like i understand but like, what you're but saying, what I'm saying but is they like, are they do wear black robes like that's not well, an unusual thing i mean i you know may that, not be as familiar with it but they do wear it but like if you but if you were wearing to use your armband analogy if you were wearing a blue armband right, with a green to use your analogy let me get into this and we'll end it really quickly what color are military fatigues like green Okay, but also they're gray and also they're tan and also they're white. They have all kinds of different colors. That doesn't make it not have that same imagery. Fuchsia? They don't have fuchsia. Actually, they they do. There's a red version, uh, red and gray. Well, then I forgot what it's called. Then I'm pro military. Intelligent like camo where it's like Mm -hmm. this is for street fighting. This is for like (laughs) yeah. Stephen, gray camo. So what do you think? I just imagine the street fighting mission. The president's like, you got to go beat up people in the street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to go fight Blanca. (laughs) Hey, what do you think of the Undertaker? Okay, yeah. So the Undertaker. Oh yeah, Yeah, the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. What is the Undertaker? So yeah, now that we don't have to talk about that anymore um yeah this is uh i went down a dark american path there my my note was good christ get to the stage already Mm -hmm. uh, because i was so exhausted with this one again um and i had a question is batista the guy from guardians of the galaxy yes he is okay dave batista i like him and you know what he always says basketballs don't hold grudges <laughs> I don't know why. That's something. You're supposed to be my friend. Uh, that's something that maybe Stephen will watch that. Clip yeah, we'll point. show you know. some fun Batista crap. Yeah, Good God, uh, we uh, laugh at fun Batista crap often. Yeah, Batista's great. Yeah, he's great, man. He's um, blue Batista. Okay, so uh, like, so what did you think of the? Oh, did you get what the Undertaker's character was when he came out? Sure, yeah, walking you know through him. backlit. I, like, yeah, I get it. again. I get it. I, I, I will say that. Uh, you know, my arguments about whether or not this imagery has the parallels or not, ultimately, uh, which again, I think is an absurd argument, but ultimately it still does give me a, 
a, a scared feeling. Like there is okay, something great. spooky great. about it. That's uh, great. supposed to do. I totally agree with it. That, but yeah. Uh, hey, again, look, we uh, had to discuss the Ku Klux Klan for three minutes to get there, but we got there, Joey. Like, it, like damn it, we I'm, got there. I'm genuinely there. scared of the Ku Klux Klan. Like it shows us. No, okay. Like that's. I guess that if that if what you got out of that is this guy is scary. Mm-hmm. Like this guy isn't just tough. He's like scary. Mm-hmm. Then that's what you great. were supposed to get out of it. And that, I think then cool. in that in that way it did it. Yeah. Right, six so, out of five. Yeah, six out of five. Uh, uh, two and a half. You know, yeah. Strong, strong use of evocative uh, imagery. So good job. Okay, so, so slow though. Slow, slow. So yes, actually, slow. it should probably be less for for that for how slow it is. But it's two point five. I'll stick with it. Um. So I, of those entrances, what was your favorite? Um. I think then <laughs> by by if I Enzo I, and Cass. I no. I think my highest rating might have been Grado uh, wow. with Madonna. Uh, uh, just because I like Madonna. I thought you would hate. The most. Why? Because it's like fun. It is fun. I like fun. It lacks pretense too. That's also great. Like, okay, all right. The, there, there's no like strong imagery with it, which some of the others I think had, which is great. Other uh, than a big out of shape guy, big out of shape guy dancing, big out of shape guy having a good time. But it did seem genuine, and that the audience just kind of liked the Madonna song. And not all yep. of them. Like they weren't super enthusiastic, like you would get with Enter Sandman and all the fucking rednecks uh, bashing peers over their face. And uh, hey, man, this is excited. New York. These are Manhattan rednecks. <laughs> yeah. They're out there though, uh, and and they're from new jersey um i don't know why i said that uh but yeah so like uh, but it just seemed like more fun i like that i don't know oh, okay i think that's fair it, i mean i think that's something we've talked about a lot where it's like not the like what's cool about it is that it's just on its own it like it fun but mm-hmm. not like you don't have to understand the background of the undertaker or like right. that the brood are vampires or whatever to like get it it's just mm-hmm. like instantly like oh this seems cool yeah yeah um, i dig Okay, um, and uh, you know, there are about a million entrances we didn't show. Stephen, oh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold Steve Austin, etc. I'm sure we'll do another one of these and show right. those to him in the future. Yeah, these a lot are of just, key I have ones. to do another one of these. Oh you yeah, do ten more of these. Oh, but so you, watching these, you understand how an entrance can influence how you view a wrestler and what their character is, etc. Um, yes, Stephen, right, you great. have to do more of these. You signed a contract in your own fake blood. I know. Um, and now, because we love your questions, it's time for us to answer some of wrestling's greatest Ray Mysterio. <laughs> Uh, this isn't a question, but uh, from Stephen Gilmore, he sent us an email. Um, yeah, obligatory oh. NXT show story. I'm going to the bathroom. Only one bathroom at the Coco Armory, so talent and audience use the same one. Wow! And I hear a guy just having the worst time trying to flush a toilet in a stall. One flush, two flushes, an audible fuck uh and the three flushes i'm washing my hands i'm drunk so i'm like i have to see who this is stall unlocks and out comes the man that gravity forgot adrian neville wearing glasses in his ring attire and i said because i was drunkish that was you and his response was yeah boss made my night Weird story and shockingly psycho, but was so funny to see this five seven guy. I'm five nine. He's shorter than me. Crushing the cocoa sewer system. Wow, God, damn. So, that's uh, really funny. That's a Adrian Neville. Story I don't know who that is. More. But uh, you, haven't, uh, you haven't seen him yet. But he's a he's a good wrestler. His uh, nickname's the Man the Gravity Forgot. Very he good. does a lot of a lot of flippy stuff. And he's it. and he's uh, also from the UK. That's why I said fuck. Yeah, I, I that I picked up on that. Cool, one. great. Uh, um, yeah, my thanks, job. Thank you for sending that in. That's a fun story. Yeah, that like, was a. I feel a few people have done stuff like. That and I want more. That's for a, sure. fan, a fan email, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we get fan emails. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that we got any great stories like that. This is very cool. Thank yeah. you, yeah, Stephen Gilmore. Gilmore. Um, yeah, and that is something that's fun about indie shows is like, is like the uh, they're they're small enough that um, like I don't know, like I've I've gone to the bathroom in indie shows and like 
the the scary Undertaker-esque wrestler is right next to me putting on his makeup in the mirror. Yeah. It's fun. like, I don't know. It's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I dig it. So, yeah, if you guys have any fun stories. Yeah, or, if you have any uh, fun stories. Yeah, that's great. Or that's if you have one. questions for Steven and I, um, if you're not a wrestling fan, you have questions for Nick and I, mm-hmm. shoot us an email. You should love wrestling at gmail.com or send us a tweet at YSLW podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and be sure and um, subscribe. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah, um, feel keep- free and check out our show notes. You can um, watch any of these videos there. Yep. Yeah. All on boardwalkaudio.com. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've been keeping a, a really good track of all this stuff. And I think this is probably one that the audience really wants to you can hear it but you want to see yeah. these entrances yeah, yeah. it doesn't actually take that long uh, uh, also yeah. uh, side note uh, this was supposed to be a short bonus episode we were we, so confident going in yeah <laughs> we were yeah. confident it was going to be short it's after midnight and, and then and Joey brought the KKK into it and yeah. that's like yeah, and you my, brought the KKK into it no you brought the KKK into well it. you know what they say about confidence mm-hmm we're all crap, doesn't matter. Yeah, we're all, we're all fucking we're all uh, fucking screwed. You guys can find me on the internet, uh, all across the internet, at, at Pearlstein. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Tainman. Twitter, Instagram, you can find me at Nick Gligor, G-L-I-G-O-R. Yep, that's so, right. Steven, do you love wrestling? Uh, I absolutely do not. Well, da, when I and a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.